All right, class, please find your seats. We are continuing our lecture series on the Keepers today as we come back to Virgil and Jaquees on their way home to the Keeper Fortress. Where we last left off, the young initiates had staved off an ambush from a couple of vicious predators that had been hunting them in the Shiitake Forest, a Persian and a Lipard. Following their unlikely success, the boys took a moment to acknowledge their accomplishments before continuing on their way home. After all, they would have quite the journey ahead of them and were certainly looking worse for wear. We now find the initiates walking through the forest, drawing closer to their destination and bringing an end to their free evening. But these young lads aren't out of the woods yet. It seems that some adventure still awaits before they can lay their weary heads to rest. What other mysteries lurk in the Shiitake Forest? Will the boys' past come back to haunt them? And will Jake Weiss attempt to play the lute again? Let's find out in our latest installment, Curious. So, boys, as you are continuing through the forest, uh, heading to the Keeper Fortress uh, to finish up, I assume, sort of bandaging yourself back up more so than just sort of, sort of battlefield medic, you know, wrapping, uh, get a little bit more treatment from Amelia, probably. How are you proceeding back? Are you kind of going back the way you came? Are you taking a little bit of a different route? Are you just trying to pick your way through the forest, like shortest routes, just straight through? What, what, what kind of deal are you doing here? I, I assume it's it's Jake Wee's up front just because he's got this this whole ranger thing with this locale. Are you ready to rock and roll through, or are we you know taking our time? I, th- I think Virgil's following you at this point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's looking for Pokemon if they're if they're out and about or there's something to be seen. But like mm-hmm. he's probably taking a cue off his buddy who's bleeding. Yeah, I th- even if it's staunched. Right. I don't believe that it's not still dripping. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think Jake Wee's is is um, rocking and rolling. Just survival and ro- uh, rangering, whether that's on the path, off the path. I think he knows these woods, especially now. Yeah. Having trekked back and forth. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he's rocking and rolling back to the fortress. Yeah, I think that rather than kind of heading down to the road and then going down that way, uh, especially if Virgil had you know, mentioned just looking for Pokemon at all, you know, you're much more likely to, uh, if anything, mm-hmm. find something. I'm charcoal coloring Pokemon right now. Doing like the Samuel Oak, like as a kid, like when he shows up in the one movie, when he's got like his little journal Pokedex. Oh, I haven't, I don't remember that. I don't know. I think I I remember remember that. that. Unless I'm just thinking of like just Tracy existing, but I think that, I think that. But yes, I agree with it completely. Yeah. Like like the vibe that I'm wanting to go for with him in this journal is kind of like the maps that like Lewis and Clark made. Absolutely. Like that kind of vibe, like, or like not even the maps, but like we saw this bird that we've never seen before. Yeah. I'm going to like draw what it looks like. Naturally. Yeah. Absolutely. Darwin. So you are doing that as you all are picking your way through the forest. And I think that uh, you probably come back maybe, maybe a similar way, passing straight through or, or what have you, um, uh, going along the river, because the river is uh, by far the easiest way to make sure you know which direction you're going. Mm. And But I think that you can also, you know, being outside, you can, you know, look up at the skies and sort of by the stars and everything, you know, figure out which way you're going. Well, Virgil always knows where north is. That is true. Always know where north is. Nice. I do know which way is north. So I think that you are very Probably easily... from study of constellations. Yeah, absolutely. You see a bunch of them up there. It's a pretty clear night. There's Tauros. <laughs> the bull. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. There's Sirius, the Houndoom, 
Oh, uh, no, no, that, that's Taurus, the Taurus. Oh, I failed my check. <laughs> it's okay. There's one, it's just two Goldeen. But no, so Six you seas. all are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, making your way through. Wait, what's that A Kingler star coming closer? Can we, can we Dynamax now? <laughs> oh, no. That was deep cut. No Dynamaxing. I was thinking something Eldritch, but never mind. <laughs> it's okay, it was a meteorite full of Clefairy and oh, Clefables. Okay, of course. We die. <laughs> they all metronome. We explode. It's the color out of space. <laughs> but as you all are, are continuing that way, I think that um, you're, you're picking your way through the forest, and as y'all are a, a good chunk of the way back, but not, you know, I wouldn't say you're even halfway yet, I think you feel a tug from Tigray a bit, Jayquees, as he seems to be, like, have noticed something. What is it, boy? Is Virgil stuck in a well? Virgil, I just no, said if no. you're stuck... Oh. I'm not... Yo, seriously, what's up? Tigray just seems to be, his eyes are still closed, uh, as Abra are wont to do. Uh, but it seems as though, uh, as you all have been uh, picking your way through the forest, and I think that at this point maybe you've veered a little bit, like maybe there was a, a Paris or something, or mm. you know, uh, maybe some oddish skittering around that Virgil like went to go look at mm-hmm. uh, and sketch. Um, Is so it you- an oddish? Hmm? Is it an oddish or a Paris? I said Paris earlier, so it's probably an oddish. You see this little turnip-looking lad, and you're just sketching it as you're going along. So I think that uh, you have you have veered a little bit uh, to the north because you, you noticed something, so you, you've gone a little bit. And just as you've gone this sort of new direction, Tigray seems to have picked up something uh, and is seems to be facing in the direction of the north from where you're at. Tigray's found something, I think. He hasn't really been this reactive before. I want to encourage him to express himself however he sees fit. Uh, okay, um... Okay. I'm gonna follow what he's what he's what he's trying to lead me to. Awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Ellie my uh, main, and I'm gonna just make a perception check. Okay, cool. Go ahead and make that perception check. Then. Is that cool? Is that like how you do it? I want to make sure I'm not like spamming the game. Well, Does that yeah. Make sense? I mean, it's, like- it's not like you're in battle right now. So like before you decide, hey, I'm gonna look around. You can say I'm gonna bring my dog out, who's good at looking for things and sniffing stuff out. Cool that's beans. fine. I just want to make sure that it's not like. I used guidance every 12 seconds. You know what I mean? No, you're fine. That is a 21. With a 21, you, uh, what are you like looking for or at specifically? I don't want to get murked by death tigers again. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think he wants to let Jayquist do his thing. Mm -hmm. I think he just doesn't want to get murked again. Like that's that's it's it's not a perception to see Pokemon or look for things. It's solely I don't want to get snuck up on. Won't and- get murked again. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds it happens twice in one night? <laughs> hmm. How do you build the encounter? Hmm. No. Hmm. With your twenty-one perception, you are just looking around in the area. You do not find whatever it is that Tigray seems to be like looking sure at. Uh, it seems like whatever Tigray is being drawn to, it is something that is further away than as far as you can see here in the dark. Also, I'll I'll just roll a little bit of insight into it because you're just looking at his Tigray. Tigray doesn't seem like scared of whatever it is. It's more that something is like pinged his interest. But with your twenty-one, since uh, I, I rolled a little something, just perception you looking around for stuff and there's items strewn about the place uh you do uh items have been strewn like an proverbial easter egg hunt what as i step on a human skull <laughs> yeah! dad oh <laughs> it's got a uh, it's got teeth marks in it eerily similar to the persian no uh <laughs> man eater 
Oh, here she comes. No, uh, Ellie does actually, uh, just sort of sniffing it out, find a blue apricorn tree near the river. Brought to you by Blue Apricorn. So we can both have a blue apricorn. Yeah, you can each have a blue apricorn if you want. Or I can have two. Each of you can get one. I'm kidding. <laughs> this one has my name on it. It was meant for me. But it was near the river. It's good for fish. <laughs> I scream over my shoulder. <laughs> I, I don't even know that you found anything. I assumed. <laughs> I'll just go back to following Jayquees and just attempting to not get killed. But with that, you, you do not pick up on anything that seems to be like you all are in immediate danger once again. But you just note that Tigre seems to be uh, trying to like ratatouille steer you in the direction that he wants you to go. I trust you entirely. And Tigre steers you north. You all follow in that direction for a little while. The grip uh, sort of loosening and tightening, uh, pulling you in different directions just to make sure that you stay on mm. track, Jayquees. Mm-hmm. But you all continue for a, a good little bit. You're moving at a, a reasonable pace because you uh, do have your natural explorer feature. So it's not too, too hard for you to pick your way through. I think that maybe sometimes, you know, Virgil has to have a little, you know, help up if you're going over a little cliff or like some big roots or whatever. And you kind of help him follow along, but you uh, make sure that he does not fall behind. It's real dark. I'm not so great in the dark. It is very dark outside. It is just the moon and the stars. But I know that we're heading north. You are. You are certain of that fact. Because Tauros. <laughs> we're very close to a stream right now. Don't play that game. <laughs> Chevy's basically Bert at this moment. <laughs> Real man in the woods. Do <laughs> <laughs> you mean Jayquees? Jayquees, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Chevy. <laughs> They're going to merge into one psychic entity. True. But after you take a little bit of time picking your way through the forest, you come upon a clearing. And in the rising moonlight, you note uh, as you walk into this clearing, there are several meticulously placed stones along the perimeter. And in the middle of this clearing, you see a wooden structure, almost like a small hut. And under its roof and between the gaps in its log sides, you can see something inside glimmering faintly. What's uh, Tigre's reaction? Is he saying, full ahead, or is he sort of laying off the gas? I think that Tigre, as you enter this clearing, actually fully releases his grip from your throat and just floats vaguely in the direction of this small hut and seems to be just checking stuff out. I'm going to follow my boy. Nice. I'm going to go too. We're about to meet a legendary. I love it. Get ready to kill it. I'm ready. Eat its experience. I will eat its flesh and become Mewtwo or whatever. <laughs> Let's hope it's not Mewtwo. As you all follow Tigre in that direction, like how's, how, how are you uh, going about this? Are you still looking around the actual clearing at all? Or are you just yeah. going full steam ahead? Whatever Tigre's doing, you're following straight behind. Joe is being a bingus. Jaquees is utterly reverent. Utterly reverent. Yeah. He's completely like, this is beautiful. This is what it is. This is what it is. It is only ever what it is. It's what, it's what what is. This is what? It is. It is what? Thisness. Visitude. Jayquees. I'm sorry, I'm not making much sense, but can't you feel it? Feels right. Do I feel it, Mr. Krabs? Jayquees, the thing is, you do feel it. The not feeling of getting older that you described to Virgil about your birthday... This is the opposite of that. It's it. 
You are incredibly aware of where you are at in time and space in this place on both a small and a grand scale. I think that you feel it a little bit too, not really knowing, like, because for Jayquees, it's like, yeah, the thing that I'm like actively, you know, thinking about, you know, that's been on your mind with the birthday and everything of like, oh, it's not like that. But now it's like, I, I do feel older or younger or just where exactly I'm supposed to be. And like, I think that you... If you if you believe that you do, Virgil, like catch some of this, and it, you have like a an awareness of where you're at, like in a field, in a clearing. Yeah, like it's nighttime and you're in a field in a clearing. Okay, I'm not examining the stones. Yeah, I'm following Tigray. I assume to the hut. I guess I'm I'm gonna examine the stones then. Are the stones like so we're talking like a Stonehenge sort of feel, right? Somewhat, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go, I guess, examine the stones some. Nice. They're not huge. Like, the ones on the perimeter are not uh, sort of like Stonehenge scale. Like, it's definitely, um, you know, ones that are more human-sized. They're not, you know, oversized or everything. But they are still sizable enough to be notable as something that had to have been, like, placed in the space or something that just happened to be here in this weird pattern to begin with. But, like, there's something that feels very intentional about it. Uh, whatever the case may be. As you go and look over at these stones along the perimeter, you do note that there are runes on these stones in a script that is unfamiliar to you. Each of you give me an intelligence check. Nine. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. As you are looking at these stones... You're you're fixated on one, uh, looking at these runes and everything. Again, this is not something that is familiar to you or that you have ever seen before. And as you are looking, you feel almost a behind you. And for a split second, you you see what like almost looks like a humanoid figure, like almost like a wisp, uh, a phantom of some sort. And it's really hard to make out as it it is moving quickly through the space, but it seems to pass through. Not malignant, not aggressive or anything, but you just like, and you barely even see it as you get this first hint of it, but it seems to move through the space and then there's nothing again. And you're looking around. As that's happening, Jaquees, you follow Tigray, to this this shrine, whatever this is. As you approach, you see that there are inscribed on the wood of it, on these logs, uh, again, this same strange script that Virgil sees on some of these stones. Again, it is nothing that you have seen before, nothing that you are aware of. But as you are looking at that, Tigre is reaching out toward the shrine itself. As you're watching, he seems to be sticking his hand inside to try and touch what is glowing inside the shrine. Do you do anything? I think Tigre knows what's up. I might follow him if he's doing the same thing. As you have gotten closer, you can see that what is glowing inside the shrine, just with the moon rising in the sky, it's at this uh, bit of a diagonal from where you are in this clearing right now. It seems as though the moonlight is coming in through uh, these slits in Mm. the logs of the sides and seems to be uh, slightly uh, reflecting off of this stone. Tigre reaches through the log slits and touches the stone, and his body immediately goes stiff. Spread eagle. I'm going to hold his other hand. As you touch his hand, you are not in the clearing. Third eye opens. You're in hell. 
Virgil, I, you might hear a, a grunt or something, and you turn around and you see that Tigre and Jaquis are both fully stiffened uh, as Tigre is reaching into the shrine and uh, Jaquis grabs Tigre's hand. They are stock still and they are fully just like flexing. Just flexing. <laughs> At first glance, it is hard to tell if, if they are in pain or if they are just frozen. Whatever's going on, it, this is not a familiar sensation at all. Jaquis? You do not hear him. Jaquis? Jaquis, you are locked in a dark room. There is a door with light shining through the cracks. On the wall, in the space around, it's almost as if there's not really a wall that the door is on, but it just seems that there is a door in this dark space. You see the glowing purple of the rune from the trap. What do you do? The rune from the trap. The trap that Tigre was in when you helped him. Oh, this is the door? It's on the door or it's around the door? It's like on the door, like on the wall, quote, in the space. Like part of it is on the door. It's like just sprawled across it. I don't like that that rune. I'm going to break it with my hands. You reach out with your hand toward the rune. You see in the darkness an Abra hand before you. Mm. You go to break the rune? I'm a Pokemon. You got build. I'm not going to reach for it with my hands. I'm going to shout at it with everything I got. I hate you, Rune. You make me sad. You give me an unplaceable melancholy and keep me where I am. I can't really escape it, so I'm just going to have to break it over my mental knees. Just give me an intelligence check. (laughs) Oh, God. As Tigre. Oh, as Tigre. That's a nine. You go to try to use these these psychic abilities, these mental powers uh, that you know an Abra would have as you reach out and you try to just will it out of existence. You are immediately hit with a searing migraine. You take 11 points of psychic damage. That's just how the news goes. <sighs> as that happens, split that between yourself and Tigre. You take 11 points of psychic damage and you feel, and I think that at that, I, I don't know, uh, do, you, do you do anything else? It's just like this pain shoots through your head and then through your whole body. Mm. I think that outside, Jaquis lets out a, a, a yell of some sort, some sort of pained sound. I say, help, help. You do. Outside the door. As this pain is, is going through your mind, through your head, you, you call out for help. As you call out, there is a a soothing sort of smoky aura that seeps in uh, into this space. And holding you, you feel hands, human hands, Jaquise's hands. Jaquise, what do you do? I'm going to scoop up this Abra and run away from the psychic snake that I assume is outside the door. I think he is, uh, what I have understood this to be, Mm -hmm. is a psychic sort of energetic recreation of how Jaquies and Tigre met. Mm-hmm. The being trapped and the uh, escape. So it is going to be an instinctual motion of protect the baby. Mm-hmm. Are you running like, are you trying to go through the door or are you going away from the door? Jaquies is on the other side of the door from the Abra. No. So, uh, sorry, I have not explained this well. It is not that you came in through the door. It was that this this smoky aura sort of filled this space mm. and it wasn't that Jaquise came through the door it was just that Tigre just felt Jaquise there yeah as he called for help i think then together we're going to try to get through the rune and through the door all right go ahead and make another intelligence check with advantage 
That is a 18. 18. With your mental fortitude and also just, I think, sheer like muscle power, like the Abra, uh, it's enhancing you and you just with strength yank this door open, breaking this rune. And as the white light fills this space, you are back in the clearing. I told you, I got you, Tigray. Tigray just looks around being back in the space and... Huh, bro. I'm on the ground. I <laughs> said that from the ground. <laughs> I'm over there. Uh, I guess I'm just Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that doesn't make me Rick. <laughs> That's a bad place to go. It's a bad spot. Uh, is there anything else that I can notice about the shrine? And Is it still there? Am I just in an empty clearing now? What, what, what has happened? What has changed? Is there any difference? I think that you, Jaquees, are aware of what just happened. Like, you, you take a second, and it, it seemed as though, like, the time did not pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that, like, yourself being on the ground and sort of coming to, I think that it takes, like, that second of delay, almost like your chud. It took a second to process what happened, and then what happened comes rushing back to you as you and uh, Tigray are now on the same page about what that just was. And Virgil is there with you now. The shrine is still there. The rocks are still there. The stone in the middle is still glowing, but a bit brighter now. Hey, what's up, Virgil? I'm, I'm good. I didn't die. I know I fell. Probably scary. Are you all right, man? I'm, 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 I'm fine. Good. That's good. You sure you're fine? Yeah. Okay. And I stand up. As you stand up, the glow of the stone looks even more alluring than it did before. I'm going to touch this rock real quick, and then I instantly touch the rock. <laughs> okay. He once again goes stiff as a board. <laughs> Jaquees. Yes. <laughs> you are back in the forest. This is a different forest, though. This is not the, the shiitake forest that you have been in. This seems like a, a much darker forest, a, a much older forest, and it's quiet. Even more quiet than it has been these past couple of days, you know going out and about and back and forth from uh, the fortress to the city and everything. It is supremely quiet. I'm going to sit down and listen to the quiet. You begin to hear whispers on the breeze, the voices of everyone whose thoughts you have accidentally crept into, uh, that you have, uh, you know, opened the door and uh, realized you were intruding and tried to close it back again. The door just swings back open. The voices are mundane at first, thinking about trivial, menial things. Not seeming to notice your presence, but then the voices turn. They seem to notice you. The tone shifts. They notice that you can hear and from these large and ancient trees, uh, the shadows along the forest floor, the shadows of the trees begin to rise from the ground. The voices coming from them now as they encroach upon you. And suddenly, Shev is before you, his form shifting into all different colors and shapes. Uh, It's strange. He he remains quadrupedal, and you know that it's Shev always, but he seems to be just changing before you. Elemental bursts of energy shooting out from him. Uh, You see uh, bolts of light and darkness, and he is fighting off these shadowy creatures, and you try to call him back, but as he continues to fight them, they continue to come upon you, uh, but he keeps fighting, and he keeps fighting, and soon he is overrun, uh, much in the same way that just happened with the Persian earlier. Uh, he's just overpowered as he fights as much as he can. You scoop him up, looking for an escape, but you are surrounded. You start to feel the suffocating proximity of the shadows. 
Tigre releases his grip from your neck and teleports in front of you. His eyes glow with an incredible power and a wave of psychic energy shoots out from him and you as you are in sync, dispersing the shadows. You feel the embrace of Tigre and Chev as the vision fades. I breathe in and blow them away. You are once again on the ground in front of the rock. Okay, that time it did it. I mean, oh God, can, give me a hand. What, what? Can you help me up? Yeah, I help him up. Virgil, once again, he had gone stock still and then sort of fallen unconscious for a moment as he fell to the ground. Okay. The rock glows a bit brighter once more. Hey, I'm not going to tell you to touch the rock, <laughs> but it it's it's pretty cool. Like, I, I feel honestly a little bit tired. A little tired, a little hungry. It doesn't seem good when you touch it. Yeah, you're right. You kind of get look like you're getting electrocuted. Yeah. Maybe getting electrocuted. What did you say? Electrocuted. Electric, electrocuted helped. You know, I feel when a Pikachu just gets you. I mean, it, I feel better than I have in years. I think I just worked through some stuff. So you're telling me I should touch this rock? If you want to. If not, I am thinking we just go home. But if you want to. I just I just did it. And, uh, yeah. See, that. That's what scares me. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was it was good. It was good. You like, but what happened? I relay this I'm psychic journey in 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 whatever terms that Jaquees can muster. Which now, I'm not. an intelligent twelve, mm-hmm. but do I follow this? Just make an intelligence check. Eighteen. Like you followed the story of what happened, even if like the how doesn't really make sense. Like you know, item by item, this happened. This happened. This happened. Through what means and why is probably what you're not getting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Look, it's very simple. Parts of my psyche were weaponized against my own self. And now that I can breathe in and think about it and think about the solidity and support that I have from people outside of myself, I no longer have to war against the separate factions inside myself. And now I feel, oh, well, actually, it just came back a little bit. I feel like this is going to be an effort and a process, but I'm going to be chasing that feeling for the rest of my life. So I should touch it? If you want. That's not useful to me. I'm not trying to make you touch the rock, man. It feels like you are. 100% not. In fact, I'm going to go sit over there and just enjoy the night. It feels really nice out here. It does. I might be slightly high. I'm not quite sure. See? That's scary. But I didn't eat or, or, you know... Lick a frog Pokemon. Or anything, so. <laughs> you didn't lick a polytoad. Polytoad, no, dude. An actual polytoad, a real frog. Yeah. <laughs> As you all are having this conversation, you notice something familiar. Jaquees, this is now new to you. Walking through the space, it is a quick glimpse, but you are able to get a more firm grasp of it this time. As you heard the. <sighs> before and saw what was maybe some sort of faint humanoid something or other. Gengar. As you all are looking, you see the direction from which you came. You notice two more of these phantoms, these humanoid figures. Jaquees, you now notice as well. You see a young girl and a teenage boy uh, in strange clothes. They do not seem to be of this time at all. There are stripes on this girl's shirt and she she has a, a, a skirt on. The teen boy seems to have this this dark hair and these sharp features and this this leather jacket on his body. 
and they just seem to wander into this same place the same way as you did, uh, with, with a sense of wonder as they are looking around as well. And as they are walking into this clearing, much like you, they notice the shrine and begin walking to it, and they walk through you and dissipate. Don't look at me, man. Like, you saw, you saw that, right? Yeah, they seem like nice, nice people. I don't know what they were wearing. Did they look... Okay, let's entertain this fear, all right? What if they were tortured ghosts, and I'm insane, and, you know, this is a bad rock, right? What if, right? Why can't I just walk out into the night and enjoy my life now, right? I've no, been through can't. it. I'm not keeping you here. No, 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 not in the sense, like, I'm going to leave you, my good friend, but, like, what's, I mean, I'm good. I'm going to go. But, like, but what What if, because you were, you're older, it didn't kill you, and then I touch it, and I, I get like them. Virgil, if there's anybody on Earth that would, A, be able to handle and, 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 and two, understand what's happening here it's you but but why i don't know man you read books and stuff i never read books you're smart is there anything in any book i've ever read that is like uh, besides scary stories which i don't think i would have concerned myself with too much no yeah, that's what i thought i've never i've never no one that has ever published work have i ever heard of something like this maybe you can write it <sighs> I touch the rock. Virgil, you go stiff as a board as you reach out and touch the stone inside the shrine. I place, like, something soft underneath him so that when he falls, he does not clonk himself. Virgil, you're on a ship. You are on the ship. It is night, the full moon high in the sky. You're alone, but the ship seems to be on course. You look up at the constellations and see... You're heading east toward the ports of Shiitake City. You look around for someone, anyone, and uh, with your intelligence checks from earlier, you see more of these phantoms, these ghosts. You recognize the crew of the ship going about their work as they would have been. You feel the ship bob in the water as the sea around you is displaced by something coming to the surface. On the port side of the ship, you see a humongous, blue, scaly creature with dorsal fins like sails. As it crests over the water's surface and begins to sink below once more, your eyes meet its terrible gaze. The sky grows dark as a monsoon begins this torrential downpour with thunder and lightning. And the ship is knocked about, but this time you are above deck, not below. And you see that it's not just the storm, but also this monstrous creature ramming into the ship. The rain falls, the thunder cracks, the ship rises and falls in the water. As the thunder cracks, a white beam of crackling energy shoots up from below. And the ship is torn apart. You are sinking deeper and deeper into the dark waters. Your eyes open and you are in a vast blue expanse, wreckage floating and sinking all around you. In the distance, you see the fading shapes of a man and woman floating away. What do you do? Cool beans. Cool beans. Am I me? 
like looking at my hand, investigating, going about this in the much more uh, less less Zen way, <laughs> the more uh, scientific approach <laughs> to the art of Zen. You are you. You are Virgil. Okay. And you are sinking. Awesome. I am going to swim towards the 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 two figures that are that are drifting away. Make a Constitution save. That's a nineteen. Nineteen. You begin trying to to swim towards them. You you are doing your best, uh, and you you feel like you are getting closer to them, but they are just so far away. But you swim and you swim, and it feels like a long time that you swim toward them, but. After a while, it is it has just been too long, and even though you feel like you're making progress, you feel like you're getting closer and closer to this this man and woman that are, are floating in the water. You, you try to reach out to them, but the strength is leaving you. There's no air in your lungs. You are, you begin drowning. The light is beginning to fade from your eyes as everything begins to black out all around you. You feel a tug on the collar of your shirt as you weakly stop swimming, as you were just floating and sinking even further. Uh, everything is leaving, but you, you feel this tug, and your head turns to see Ellie trying, trying to pull you towards the surface. You're barely hanging on to consciousness, uh, and she's, she's trying her best to pull you up and pull you up, but she does not do great in water. Her swimming gradually gets weaker and weaker, and again, you are still, both of you now, drowning. In this moment of horrible stillness, you feel the water move, displace near you once more. A creature is moving towards you at a rapid pace, almost appearing to fly through the water. It is not the beast you saw from the deck of the ship, but something else. A white creature somewhat resembling a, a plesiosaur with fins, wings, maybe? And a long, slender neck, a, a face that narrows to a sort of beak and blue spikes coming from its eyes. It opens its mouth and you hear a sound like whale song as it closes the distance between you and you black out. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Kinoko Origins. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. This week, I've got my eye on the Grindavik set, and no, I'm not about to reuse audio that I already recorded for yesterday's Postcards from Pearl announcements. Psych! I am because it's my birthday and I feel like it. Deep within the milky waters of an Icelandic thermal pool lies a horrific algal beast that's laid many a well-exfoliated hero at its feet. Remain ever vigilant, bather. 
lest you be led to ruin by the siren song of soothed, supple skin. Grindavik is a beautiful aqua-blue acrylic set with iridescent bead inclusions trapped beneath a frosted texture surface and inked in contrasting lime green. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using the promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us. We read every review that comes in and getting more of those really does help boost our visibility. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Speaking of exclusive content, the interlude episode leading into Villagers Season 2 is up on Patreon right now. Birthday surprise! If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that's even more true for shows like ours. We don't do paid ads anywhere, and us posting on our own social media is really only going to get us so far. So please, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. They trust you implicitly, whether they know it yet or not. Also, the Audioverse Awards are accepting nominations right now, and we certainly wouldn't be upset if we ended up being nominated for any of those categories, just throwing that out there. And we would love to see you posting about the podcast using hashtag the Quest Company or hashtag Kanoko Origins. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Tagging us really is the best way to make sure we see the stuff you post and to guide folks directly to us. Speaking of fan art, we've gotten some more awesome art since our last episode. Thank you to Brad at Brad Oxnum Sketch Art on Instagram for sending us a great piece of the boys and their Pokemon. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or in the fan art gallery on the website. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. I'd like to take a moment to thank the wonderful artist whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs The Adventure Begins, Abandoned Ship, Lugia's Song, and Verdant Turf Town. Thanks to Dark Fantasy Studio for the songs Deep and Between Two Worlds. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to it and see how the boys are feeling about their mind adventures. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company.
You're back in the clearing. I would like to not fall. <laughs> Make a con save. Not good. <laughs> Seven. Seven. You begin to fall. I don't know if Jake Weiss catches you or not. Or I'm there. That's cool. Are you unburdened of any psychic troubles that you had? No. <laughs> well, that's okay, too. Okay. That was a lot. Not in a good way. No. I'm sorry. I don't think. I don't know. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Do you want some water? Definitely not. Oh, okay. But thank you. Of course, yeah. Yeah, bud. Virgil, I think as you come back, you are even more aware of of this place, uh, this space that you were in that you were before, and I think that the runes on the shrine catch your eye in, in a different way this time. And it's not that you suddenly know what they say or anything, but these these unknown to you, these these shapes seem to be shifting and, and maybe you feel like maybe if you if you took some time to, to study them, to look them over, uh, that you might be able to, you know, gradually decipher what these runes meant. But you, you seem to have had your mind cleared and are able to hone in on what these are more. Uh, uh Jaquees? Yeah. The thing you said about, like, uh, um, breathing out and, like, seeing stuff or being more centered. Yeah. I think I'm feeling that, maybe. I don't know. Right. Am I high? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if there's weed. I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to get high. I'm high on big root. <laughs> I'm high on that I'm high, seed. I'm, I'm high on tiny mushroom. Oh my god. No. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. You're good. Okay. I'm looking at you. Okay, I'm here. You got all your limbs. This is real. As real as anything. But like but like don't don't say that. No. Like, this is real. This is what this it is. This is where we were. We got attacked. Right? Like this is we, we we got attacked tonight. Yeah, we did. And look and at we, my blood. And we, yeah, yeah. And we beat those big cats. We sure did. And caught them. Yeah. And that happened here, right here where we are. Nearby. No, no, no. But, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, in a yeah. grander sense. I know here. what you mean. Here. Right. Like, not in the other place. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Here. We're, but we're here, man. Okay. This is what it is. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't worry. Don't. You looked at me a little worried, like, and that's. I'll. I'll go over there and do my thing. But. No, no, you're not making me worry. Okay. Just like, just it. This. Yeah. It. What it is is making me worried. Ah. Yeah. I'm gonna pull a page out of my my journal and I'm gonna draw the the runes that are on the shrine. There you go. Ooh. Oh my gosh. They're unknowns. Wow, these unknown mm. symbols. <laughs> Can I catch one and it'd be terrible? Yeah, just, <laughs> just a bad useless. one. Completely useless. How are you? Are you good? I know you're in the midst of writing and transcribing at the moment. Maybe I shouldn't be jumping in. You're concentrating very hard. No, you, you're okay. And as I'm writing, I'm just going to talk to him and be like, um, you know that thing you saw like the first day we met? Like for me, yeah. Like that's that's what I I did that again. So it wasn't super fun. I'm sorry. It's okay. I think it 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 tried to be um, uplifting at the end, but it, it's still a lot. I'm 12. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm sorry. Have I ever seen a white Pokemon with wing that swims? 
And I see that calculation. I'm like, oh, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's good. He's back in his old self. There we go. I'm kidding, Jonah. There's no way. Um, I don't even want to roll a nat 20 and get lucky. Like, I don't want to know. I, Andrew, know that I'm Ash Ketchum. <laughs> oh, let's go. I will say, even if you didn't know, if you'd never heard of it before, whatever it was feels more familiar to you now. Okay. But it didn't feel like it was trying to eat me. Decidedly, no. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. No. As you slipped out of consciousness and it opened its mouth, it was not a, I'm going to eat you, nom nom. It was more of the sound of that, that whale song, that, okay. that sort of mournful cry, that, that haunting song of the deep that now echoes through your mind. And that other big fish thing was very, very scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Andrew knows. Virgil does, too. Okay. I have no desire to touch the rock again. I, yep. At the moment. It was a great touch of the rock for me. Well, how's uh, Tigray doing? He touched it. Is yeah, he's he okay? Chill. Yeah, he's hanging out. I think he's bouncing around on my shoulder or something. Tigray seems the most at ease that he has been at all thus far. Oh, maybe he wants me to sing him a song, and I pull my lute <laughs> around the rock. I draw him at ease on top of Jayquees' shoulder, including nice. Jayquees in the drawing with nice. his lute. Yeah. Don't even worry. With the broken E string. Power chord A. <laughs> Power chord E. See, now we need a singular artist to just do all of Virgil's journaling. Just all the chalk drawings? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make a performance check with your lute. Can I give him help? <laughs> It's a five. A five. Jake, stop. Power chords. Like, it's too much on the strings. That'd be great. Chef is just in the corner like, no. No, Chef's my boy. Right? Just opens your wounds. Do you want to go back to, like, the place? Yeah. Kind of tired. Are there any Pokemon around here? This seems like a place where Pokemon would congregate. Hey, look around. Roll a D100. Yeah. <laughs> I was prepared. Eleven. Uh. Hey. Ninety-eight. Oh crap. Give me that. Celebi. Celebi. Ah crap. Is it gonna kill us? I get a Rattata. You get a Celebi. <laughs> Is it gonna kill me? We are not prepared. Ah, oh, crap. Is okay. it going to kill me? We can just take it back. Don't talk about it. it didn't no, happen. It, no, it's not Celebi. It's not Celebi. Okay. As you are looking around A into space, Bulbasaur. preparing to leave, Jayquees, uh, you're just looking around and you see uh, sleeping against one of these rune-covered stones, there seems to be another seed-looking Pokemon, uh, but a different one. This one is actually uh, I'm yellow. Done with these plants, man. <laughs> Have we eaten on the insane route that takes the reason prisoner? <laughs> Your sons will be kings. It looks more like a sunflower seed than, a, than an acorn. Be king. <laughs> you shall be king. A sunflower? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. It's got like a little, it's yellow and it's just sleeping. It looks. Kings. Wouldn't it not so? You get the feeling oh, that it's not sorry. nocturnal, uh, but it's, it's just uh, peacefully sleeping. It's got a little sprout and so it's just a little yellow sunflower seed looking guy. Stone cold stunner. <laughs> No, I don't. I do not. <laughs> you drop kick. I do not elbow drop. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out my gun and shoot it in its sleep. But with a 98, Virgil, 
Gyarados. <laughs> out comes, of the ground. It comes out of the stone. Gyarados. <laughs> and eats my brain. Land shark. Candy gram. Uh, no. As you are looking around, just out of curiosity, uh, are there Pokemon in this place? You turn and... As the last bit of uh, this glowing energy does seem to fade from the stone, you look out and you see another one of these phantoms, question mark, sitting cross-legged in front of the shrine. It looks like a younger Pandora. And then through her phantom bursts a Pokemon. What? A small metallic blue creature with a singular eye and little spikes coming off of the back end. It just seems to just hover in the air before you. What? Wait, I got this. You come in peace. We take you to our leader. I have no idea what this is. Is it aggressive? Seems like it's just vibing. Can I see if I know anything about it? Sure. What do you want to find out? What it is? You want to try to Pokedex it? Yeah. Sure. Is that feasible? You I'm can... so scared. This is not what I thought that would make me be here. When you were like, oh, there's a spirit. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to be like a ghastly. Awesome. As this blue metallic creature like comes at you, it doesn't seem like it appeared from the ghost, but it's like it, it's like it yeah, flew it through, through it. It, it yeah. passed through yeah. it. And as it passes through, the phantom disperses, and it is there before you. Was younger Pandora cute? Oh, for sure. I just want to double check. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm 12. And this is nature? 26. 26? With a 26, you're you're going through your notes and everything, and I, I think going through even some more like theoretical stuff and stuff like, eh, maybe, maybe, uh, all, all of the, the different notes that you've gathered from Willow and just from what you've seen, and this is a Pokemon that is incredibly rare. You weren't even sure before it showed up before you that it was actually real, but this is a Beldum. Okay. It is a steel and psychic type Pokemon. Not much else is known about it because pretty much nobody sees them. Okay. Do I know how many hit points it has? (laughs) (laughs) You will be mine. I mean, I'm going to go talk to it first, but... Andrew just wants to ask the question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm not going to not catch it. Can I say I was like, I was hoping for like basic, like, ooh, it's a ratatata. I'm going to catch it. <laughs> but then you roll a 98 on the D100. And it's what? It's steel and psychic? Yep. Okay. I have three psychic Pokemon. Why is that? I don't know. I'm the psychic. I know. <laughs> Rolls. You're trying to discern how many hit points this creature has? Yeah. I'd love to. 22. Just want to make sure I don't kill it. It's been a long day. (laughs) We've done a lot. I know, but I really want to study this thing. Oh, no. I'm not saying we... This this vision. Can I go up to it? Yeah. Does it seem aggressive as I pass up to it? Seems curious. Okay. I'm just going to, like, sit down near it and be like, Hey, little buddy. I'm going to like keep looking at Jake Weiss and just be like, okay, he did this earlier. Um, I'm just going to hold out a Pokeball and be like, want to come with me on an adventure? The body of this thing does not shift, but the sort of orb that contains the eye just looks at the Pokeball. Hey, he wants to know if you'll be his friend. 
Yeah, yeah, no. I cast speak to animals. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. <laughs> You're like, but like we could be better friends because I can speak to you. Come join me. No, <laughs> never. What's up? Uh, I'm Jayquees. Hello, Jayquees. What is your name? Name? Title. Signifier. Beldum. Beldum. Cool. I am Beldum. I am Jayquees. This is Virgil. I have I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Am I speaking beep boop? Yes. Is he like making gong noises right now to speak to this? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like, or is he just talking and this thing seems to be registering what he's saying? It's the latter. It's Han, Han Solo and Chewie. Cool beans. Then I'm just going to be like, when he's like, and this is Virgil, I'm be like, hi again, Virgil. Virgil. Virgil's very curious. I don't think he's ever met a Beldum before. Huh. Curious. Have, have you ever met a Virgil before? Not a Virgil. There is only one Virgil in the entire world. One like a Virgil. And like a Jayquees. Really? Whomst? The woman. A woman? She was like you. Like me? The two of you. Like the two of us. Did she have a big scary like skull on her belt? belt? A skull is like my head, but without skin. No skull. Leathers and furs. Leathers and furs? I might be misremembering the main NPC. <laughs> she might have gotten the skull later. Oh, she might have gotten the skull later. Yeah. Maybe she I was just... really young. Oh. Skull now. Dead. Dead woman. No, not no. dead. Skull. Woman is skull. Woman has skull? She returns sometimes. Oh. Oh. Don't we all, old buddy? Uh, ghosts, probably. Spirits, but still skull. Woman, previous... I don't know why I'm having trouble speaking to humans and having a better time speaking with Beldum. Beldum, it's really lovely speaking to you. Would you like to travel with us? Like my friend. Your friend? Did you travel with your friend? They went with the woman. Oh, where's your friend? With the woman. Oh, I am filled with an inescapable melancholy. Do you know what melancholy is? Curious? Melancholy is when there's nothing left to be curious about, but that's not why I'm melancholy. That is a sad place to be. Anyway. Why are you melancholy? Right now? I'm actually feeling pretty all right. But I was filled with a melancholy at the mention of the friend and the woman who was no longer here, but visits sometimes. Yes. She was just here. The beldum, like, shifts in the direction of the phantom that it, like, went through. Jayquees, I don't think she's dead. Oh. I think she just comes here sometimes. Oh. If it's talking... I don't know. Hey, do you have any questions for this guy? Just if it wants to be my friend and come come with me. So what do you say? The beldum floats over towards you. The eye looks back at you, Jayquees. He's curious. Very curious. The eye shifts back to you, Virgil. Looks at the Pokeball. Just make a pokey handling check with advantage because Jayquees is helping you. That's a natural 20. I will go with this one. We will travel like my friend and the woman. And I think that without you actually having to hold out the Pokeball to it, the Beldum looks at it, considers it for a moment, and then just floats towards it and clicks the button in the middle and gets sucked inside. The ball shakes once in your hand and clicks. I told you we should have touched that rock, dude. Except I didn't. I wanted to be very clear that I didn't want to force Jake you to Jake, did you just talk to a Pokemon? Yeah, he's a chill guy. But you, 
You just talk to a Pokemon? I talk to Chevy all the time. All but the you, time. you talk to him. Like, out loud. Like, I could hear you. I talk to Chevy all the time. I can't What? Chevy understands me. Pokemon are smart, man. I know- I know they're smart, but you can talk to them? You can talk to Pokemon too, man. Hey, Chevy, come here. Evie. Tell Virgil that he looks nice in this moonlight. Mm. Like a little adventurer. Mm. Evie. My name's not Yennefer. He's not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've always been kind of, you know, like, I talked- I. It depends on whether they want that, to talk that's back. That's incredible. Oh. You know, that's incredible, right? Like... Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's a big deal. Yeah. Alright. We could just talk to Pokemon from now on and convince them to go on adventures with us. Well, you saw what I... With Elaine, he, he just was totally down. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, We could man. just do this forever. That sounds really nice. Yeah, like, we could just, instead of beating them up, we could be like, hey. I don't want to fight Pokemon. I don't want to fight you. Want to come with me? Yeah. That's inc that's an incredible amount of power that you have to just talk to them. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Thanks. Are we, are we like, we want to start a, a small business together? <laughs> I might still be high. <laughs> what, we should make, we should make it a team. A team that could like uh, travel to the stars, like, like team, like, uh, <laughs> team explorer stars. Yeah, like uh, how would you get to the stars? Uh, catapult. Uh, <laughs> team catapult. Team catapult. Yeah. Team catapult. Let's go the heck home. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sleepy. Did you wanna? Yeah. Do you wanna catch that little guy over there? Hell no. I'm done with plants. <laughs> Pick him. Put him in a sack. Take him and do it in the morning. <laughs> Do I know what this plant is that's over here? <laughs> Pumpkin exit. We're gonna start having exhaustion rules because of you! <laughs> <laughs> it's an 18 plus. It's a sun current, it's sleepy. Oh yeah, that's right, you described it and I knew what it was. You don't want it? At all. You don't want it. I, I mean, I feel like I can only talk to Pokemon... Oh, my cha modifier. I can talk to him, <laughs> but I don't want to wake him up, he's sleepy. What about this? What? What if I just throw a Pokeball at it? He does have the sleeping condition. And just see what happens. Chevy, helping hand. <laughs> Evie. <laughs> you get to add a one. I just throw a Pokeball at it. Throw your freaking Pokeball. I just throw a singular Pokeball. <laughs> Is it actually asleep? Does it count? Yes, it's literally asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a natural 20. You walk up, Plus you place six from, from, <laughs> from Chev. <gasps> so that's a that's a 38 plus 5. That's a 40. Thanks, 3. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, it's a 44. You walk up, you place the Pokeball against the Sun Kern. I'd kidnap it. <laughs> it gets sucked in. It twitches in your hand once, it clicks, and then I assume it teleports out of your hand. It's that easy! It is literally. Was that because we touched the rock? Would those big cats not have attacked us if we had touched the rock first? We might be dead. Are we dead? But if we are, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I'm just saying, I've found like a newfound like equanimity with mortality and my own life. And I feel like I'm going to have to be working at that for a good, good long time and like really trying to make that work. But right now I just kind of feel cool and hungry. Well, ghosts probably don't get hungry, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're alive. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hey, did 
This did hurts. I just did I just gank your Pokemon? I don't want to have stolen it from you. Well, it's a team. We're team catapult. No, I know. Well, yeah, no, it, that we're keeping that. Yeah, That's <laughs> unless we can think of something better than a catapult. Right. I can't think of literally anything that is more propellant than a catapult. <laughs> it's, it's the only thing that I can think of off the top of my. Maybe we'll find something else. But I think for right now, I think yeah. working title. But team catapult. Yeah. That's the sun current of Team Catapult, I guess, in case we need okay. one, I guess. Okay. And he's a friend. He's, well, he's a co-owner. Yeah, I mean, if you want, yeah, if you want to use him. Yeah, horizontal employment structure. You just, you just let me know. That sounds great. Hey, did those first two kids kind of look familiar? No. I guess the kid, the boy. No. No. It's sleepy time for Jake Weiss. Let's get yeah, out of here. Okay. And we head back. But also, I'm passively looking for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you head back and nothing of note pops up as you finish getting to the there fortress. <laughs> you are free to do that anytime. <laughs> the two of you make your way back to the Keeper Fortress. I think that it is uh, fairly late. It's, it's not past midnight or anything. So the adults but... are still up? <laughs> They're watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really sleepy because I'm 12. And all the adults are like, it's like eight, buddy. <laughs> you walk into the fortress and it seems like uh, the adults are, are still up. They were uh, finishing up a, a late dinner. Uh, and so you see that they're uh, still out and about. And as you, the two of you, walk in Covered through the front blood, door. Zen. Hip-hop starts playing. Still high. You walk dead? In, you walk in the door like that. <laughs> And just, I think that all of them just stop that are there. DMX starts playing. And they just look at you. And Pandora says, are you boys okay? And that's where we'll end this episode. Okay. That was psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs>